what's up everybody this is judith i hope you're listening to mad love happy thursday uh to expound on yesterday's thought you know is is money considered to be a masculine trait or a masculine thing which would explain why so many women of a certain age you know reach the pinnacle of their success and they stay single they can't find anybody you know i think and like I kept saying, there's no real blueprint of female wealth, you know. And and to be clear, the people I was listening I was listening to when they were talking, she was making it, making it abundantly clear that we all have masculine and fem, feminine energy. Um, and somehow, when you make money, sometimes those traits appear masculine because you're independent. You don't need anybody for anything you can be your own provider and some men don't find that attractive. Some men are, every man is not Stedman. You know what I mean? Some men feel like that's part of what they do is provide. And even when they're not providing well, you know what I mean? Like that's weird. And so uh, if you have your own money and you don't need a man for traditional things, uh, you know, are you too masculine basically to attract a a good man, which is nuts. So it was a male and a female having the conversation. But then I started thinking about it like Elizabeth Taylor, her blueprint was very interesting because every time she married, she married up except for the last marriage. The last guy was like a construction worker or something, but everybody else was very well off. And every time she divorced them, she got a good, nice chunk of money. She was very good with her money. And when she died, she left $400 million, $100 million for each child. And uh, I think about that much for her age charity. I mean, this lady was a, was a baller, but I don't, I don't know that anybody today would, would do the marry up strategy. And I don't know that that's a practical strategy. She also happened to be very, very good with money. Um, She negotiated huge contracts for herself uh, as an actor. Um, She's still making new fragrances. Do you know that? When she died, she left like a vault of uh, variations of smells for white diamonds. So her estate is still collecting money off of these new perfume releases. That's she was a genius, but you know, I don't know what the modern woman would do in terms of. I mean, you just get out here, build a business, and become successful in your own right. But then it's like, how do you still stay attractive to men who might be threatened by your success? It's fascinating. I mean, and it's not something we should have to think about. You know. I think if you attract the right partner, they're going to be a cheerleader for you, no matter what your, you know, field is. I have had a knack of attracting very supportive men. You know, they, they, they root for me, you know, because I make it clear, like, look, I'm trying to make movies. I want to, I want a certain type of life, da, da, da. And they're all like, sort of like, okay. And they want to see me win. And that's been very refreshing. It's taking a long time. I get it. But, uh, Yeah. Anyway, it's fascinating. I uh, I was having a conversation. I was talking to my, I think it was, I was talking to my sister yesterday about, 
you know, the war coverage. And she's like, well, I don't know why we have to watch it all the time. I said, I think it's kind of important because, you know, Putin did just just invade a whole sovereign nation. Uh, and what if he doesn't stop? And what are, what is America prepared to do besides complain about the gas prices? I'm so sick of the news. Like, stop talking about it. We get it. We'll know what it is when we go to the pump. We don't have to talk about it all the time, you know? And I don't want my country invaded, you know? So it's like, no, we don't live in a vacuum. It's going to be a ripple effect when some crazed dictator just, you know, decides to invade a very productive, apparently a lot of internet stuff happens in Ukraine. I have had more than one email about uh, the staff in Ukraine. So, like, this is serious. Then it's okay if we have to watch the news or if, uh, you know, our gas goes up. I mean, these are, this is millions and millions of people displaced. And it's, uh, Ukraine is not tiny. So this is going to be a crisis for a while. And then Biden keeps sending money. I mean, the dollar is going to be worth 22 cents. This is where you miss the gold standard, because when you just get to print as much money as you need, that means there's so much out there, it has no value. That's why Bitcoin is appealing to investors, because there's a limited amount of it, a finite amount. And once it's all bought up, it's all bought up, which means it's rare, which means it's expensive. The dollar ain't like that. The dollar is a hoe. It's all around. <laughs> it's everywhere. So it's a unique. Uh, it's a unique time. But you know, I really hope Putin has shot his shot and is done, because uh, the toll of war is. This is not the forties. You know what I mean? Like this is a modern time, and it's just this. This isn't sustainable. Um, yeah, also, you know, I keep having these, uh, conversations with people and this is, listen, there's a reason why really, truly open-minded and progressive people, which I don't use it as the label that everybody else uses. Progressive is now just another word that doesn't mean anything because people are overusing it because people aren't truly progressive. Um, but people who are thought leaders and open-minded and, uh, truly want to move forward in the world, don't live in St. Louis. Because when you talk to black people here, they're so busy worrying about racism, perceived uh, perceived racism, real or imagined, that they can't, they can't let that go. Like, that's their identity. They obviously sat at the knee of a grandparent who complained about racism, a parent who complained about racism. They saw racism everywhere. I'm not saying it doesn't exist, but it's not everywhere. And sometimes people are just awful. You know, maybe that person was mean to you because they're just an asshole, not because they're super racist. But I lived here, too. I grew up here, too. And I heard the speeches all the time. And that's fine. But what's the solution? You know, and this whole low bar life that if the person is black, then that's okay. It doesn't matter, you know, that my dentist has jacked my teeth up. He's black. 
It doesn't matter. I support black business. How about just supporting good businesses? And the dentist happens to be black. You know what I mean? You know, from if you can see it in every field, from politics on down to to your dentist, on down to car repair. People will go out of their way. Yeah, he keeps tearing up my transmission, but that's, you know, he a brother and he just trying to, okay. That, that to me, <laughs> is not helpful. And that does not advance black people's causes. Because when people do mediocre work, they should be punished like everybody else. Like, I'm not going to reward your mediocrity with more of my hard-earned money. And I just don't understand this mentality. And that's why truly successful people who get out into the world never come back here because they can't wrap their brains around this line of thinking and they'll tell you it's because you know the white people are holding them back and it's so racist here and it's so terrible but in reality I think we're holding ourselves back here not me because I don't think like that there are, there are literally people who will not drive into certain neighborhoods, not because they're afraid of the police. They just, you know, they just won't go there because it's all white and it wouldn't be any black people there anyway. That kind of thing. Like, how, what? How do you know? You don't even know. I, I, it's it's mind boggling. I'm thinking of a conversation I had the other day and it's like, the bar can't just be the person's black. Like, that's just too low. You're supporting black mediocrity, and that's your fault. I just, I don't get it. I really don't. And I love St. Louis, but I just don't know how much longer I can live here. I love my friends. I have really some of the best friends in the world. And St. Louis really gives you a great sense of humor. Cedric the Entertainer is not the only funny person here. There are some truly funny people here. Um, the food's good. I don't know. It's just it's just a weird place to live. But it's going to change, I think, because I was just watching this uh, thing on TikTok where the guy was pointing out how, how in about 30 years there's going to be no coastline in California. They're going to move somewhere. So maybe the mid... I can't even blame the Midwest. Maybe St. Louis will become a really interesting place when all the people who had to leave here feel like they can't live when they have to come back. (laughs) This sounds like a science fiction movie. You left St. Louis, escape from St. Louis, the return to St. Louis. Now you got to live here for real and make it better. Uh, That's your punishment. All right. Well, I hope you have an amazing day. I hope everything goes well for you and you're living your best life. Um, you know, it's hard out here. Get some multiple income streams. I believe in that. I believe in investing in crypto. Bitcoin had a bit of a bounce yesterday. That was nice. Uh, stocks. I, my two favorite stocks right now are Vale, V-A-L-E. I got that one from Wall Street Trapper because of all the infrastructure that needs to be built. Vale supplies a lot of metals, um, and it was cheap. When I bought it, I think it was at like, I don't know, maybe, maybe 10 or $11 or something. And I was like, okay, Wall Street Trapper. So it's gone up a little bit. So that's nice. And it's a long play, you know. Uh, and then the other one is Cellularity, 
which I'm listening to Tony Robbins Life Force book and so much work is going to be done in the medical field with cells and um, all kinds of genome stuff. And that one was only like six bucks. So I was like, I'm in on it because uh, I know for a fact that uh, people, when when all of these treatments become affordable, people are going to love anything they can do to stave off Alzheimer's and to maybe possibly heal their loved one. Because before that happens, though, it's going to be the tide at Omaha Beach because it's going to be all these people with Alzheimer's walking around like zombies, man. It's going to be scary because people aren't going to be able listen everybody won't be able to do what i've been doing which is uh i've controlled my mom's diet i have tried everything i've given her collagen i've tried all these alternative things to try to help save her brain and uh at some point you just realize okay but she's 85 you know some of these diagnoses are going to come in young it, people in their late 60s and 70s and uh, they, they're going to be inflexible. They're not going to want to change their diet. They're not going to want to exercise. They're not going to want to do anything. And uh, it's going to be hard. It really is. It's going to increase by 50%. I'm ringing the alarm. All right. Be your best. Have an amazing day. And we'll be back here tomorrow to knock out the end of the week. Boom.